Hey readers, welcome to Your Bookstore Besties. We're your hosts, Rachel and Becky, best friends who met while working at an indie bookstore. We love chatting about all things books, and we're so happy that you joined today. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Your Bookstore Besties. I'm Becky. And I'm Rachel. Hi, Rachel. How are you? Hi, Becky. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Are you <laughs> ready for Christmas? Um, I mean, ready for Christmas is relative, right? So like, mm-hmm. yes, in the fact that I've purchased all my gifts. Okay. No, I have not wrapped them. Oh, well, okay. for me, I, I reuse gift bags every year. Oh, f- of course. Yeah. Yeah. What else is there? Um, Not only is it, you know, better for the planet not creating so much waste and all that but it's also easier mm-hmm. and more cost effective because you can reuse the bags so every year after people open gifts for me i'm like okay and i'll be You're taking like, those back taking those, yeah <laughs> i love it or have- or like i'll i'll keep the bags that they give me you know what mm-hmm. i mean have you seen the like no. japanese art of um wrapping presents in cloth and like just reading i, think I the have cloth? seen that yeah it's really cool it's a really cool concept but there is something about like ripping into paper like as a like a little kid that there's just something very I guess romantic in a sense about it but it's very wasteful (laughs) as a little kid yes and also we did it because our dog uh buddy growing up loved to play with the wrapping paper Mm -hmm. like he just loves to like rip it up and so that was fun but yeah uh but yeah gift bags are are what I'm doing this year Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's classy I like it yeah I have two more fun- holiday functions before Christmas, so. <laughs> two but I'm, more. I'm excited. I mean, I'm an extrovert, so I'm like, give me the more the merrier. Like, I really wanted to be invited to a very classy Christmas party where I could dress up, but alas, nobody invited me to one. So I've never been to a Christmas party ever. Didn't we do one for the the bookstore? I mean, yeah, that's true. That was more of like a. Like I've never like dressed up, gone okay, someplace okay. where there's like <laughs> catering. Like mm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. saying very fancy. Like I've been to holiday gatherings. Yeah, yeah. Like a Christmas party, you know. Well, I, I am know. hoping that I can host one next year in my totally completed and decorated home <laughs> next year. <is> what <laughs> it's completely for. decorated and perfect and how you Absolutely want it. Absolutely perfect. Yes. <laughs> no reason why you wouldn't want to send me a picture of it right exactly, now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, so today's episode, I was actually inspired by another podcast that I was listening to, and they called it their favorite things episode. And you know, when you're just two girlies who are super busy and you're struggling to make content, um, sometimes you just got to do an episode (laughs) like this. (laughs) So uh, we're basically going to be, you know, we're going to go through some of our our favorite things of the year um, looking back. And they're not going to be all book related, but we figure that you listen to this podcast because you like us and so Hopefully. that's probably okay. Hopefully you're not um, hate listening. Yeah. Although we, we appreciate the listening, even if you are. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll just go through our list and um, talk about our favorite things of 2023. So uh, Rach, first question for you, favorite podcast episode of 2023. Yeah, so I don't think this is going to be surprising since I've mentioned on subsequent podcasts how much I liked these episodes. I picked two. Um, mm-hmm. The Balderdash episodes were uh-huh. very fun, and I like having a, a cast of characters. You know, we bring mm, on a couple people. Yeah. It's fun. And then I always love the trivia ones because mm-hmm. I think they're fun. We get to be goofy. We get to, like, just relax Show the world and how have stupid fun. we are. No. <laughs> 
Uh, hey, speak for yourself, right? I'm pretty good <laughs> trivia. Just not Christmas UK trivia, all right? <sighs> we'll have to do a redo next year, but yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I, I do, I do. Those are my two favorite, and mm-hmm. we've done a bunch of episodes both with balderdash and trivia so i couldn't mm-hmm. pick just a single one but those yeah. are my favorites in general how yeah. about you i i also picked the balderdash um our, our, specifically our first balderdash episode because i laughed so hard that yeah. like i had to edit out like 10 minutes of laughing um <laughs> it was so funny and it was just like i love to laugh so why not and you know love love having my friend jesse on and my little brother so it was, it was yeah great. of course oh. we should do more for sure mm-hmm mm-hmm Okay, so the next one is what was your favorite book cover of the year? Now, is this of something that you've read or just like I left it open to interpretation. Okay, okay. So I actually picked two because I went with most beautiful and then the cutest. Um, So the most beautiful is actually a book that I'm reading now. It's called Unquiet Women from the dusk of the Roman empire to the dawn of the enlightenment by Max Adam. And it's like a nonfiction book talking about important and even nameless important women throughout history and telling their stories. Um, And so it's a really pretty cover. You should look it up. Um, But the cutest goes to the very secret society of your regular witches by Sangu Mandana, which I've talked ad nauseum about on on this podcast. (laughs) Um, What about you? So my initial one I picked was one that I've read mm-hmm. and that was daughter of the moon goddess. Oh, that's a cool which cover. Yeah. I think is just one of the prettiest covers mm-hmm. ever. Um, however, there's one that it's, it's actually like a line of, it's like a, a whole line of books. And I think they only made a couple, but they're called penguin threads. Oh, and they're, they're like classics, right? Yeah. They're classics. And, um, they're made to look like, um, like stitching like embroidery mm-hmm. oh, and so cool. you should look up the one it's called it's little women but mm-hmm. it's the penguin threads version I'm it's so beautiful you can't get it anywhere like it's completely <gasps> impossible to find oh it's so pretty <laughs> yeah oh my goodness. you can also look up so they have one for the secret garden as well they have one for the wizard of oz and they have one for wind in the willows i think there might be another one but they're beautiful covers i think those should win some type of award um yeah and the annoying thing though is if you look up the isbn for little women penguin threads Mm -hmm, edition mm -hmm. you now get an updated version that is horrible despicable disgusting (laughs) just terrible you can do some investigating on your own time and you will see what i mean it's just terrible Mm. anyways so yeah if you go to goodreads and like if you google little women penguin threads edition (laughs) it'll come up and then if you click on goodreads it'll say alternate cover edition of little women and you click on it and it's just this amorphous blob of four women (laughs) and there is it's gross hate it anyways (laughs) so that was my favorite one of the year um yeah so moving on all right who um was your favorite new author this year um, so this one was tough, but I, I tried to, I tried to pick different ones for each thing. And since I, so my official count of the year, by the way, is 18 books. Okay. Um, uh, I actually thought it was less. So that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. 18 books. I also thought it was less. I wasn't keeping track of some of them. And so mm-hmm. when I looked at Goodreads today, it was like, did you read this in 2023? I was like, yes, I did read the haunting of Hill House. <laughs> um, so I could have picked a couple for this, but the one I picked was Carissa Broadbent. Um, mm-hmm. who did Serpent in the Wings of Night. She's also mm-hmm. probably the most underrated um, 
indie author of the people I've read this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've only read that one book, but it was so fantastic that I want to read other stuff. I've bought other stuff by her since mm-hmm. then. Um, yeah, I bought the her- sequel, wanting to read it. Hopefully. Yeah, so. We'll Serpent in the Wings of Night is the book I read. And if you remember me talking about this a while ago, mm-hmm. that book was unavailable for several months because yeah, they were reprinting yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It just came back in uh, beginning of December. So oh, I'm glad. So here's the thing. I'm glad I have the original version, but I'm also not because these ones are smaller. So okay. like if they don't continue doing them in the other way, like my series are not going to match, which. <sighs> oh, yeah, you hate that. Gonna, I hate that. So we'll see. But. <laughs> She's definitely my favorite um, author I discovered this year. How about you? Okay. Um, so I'm going with um, Christina Lauren, which is a writing duo. They're two best friends. I can't remember their their full names, but um, she, they go by Christina Lauren. And I read three of their books this year, and I'm totally obsessed. And I think that this author is going to be an automatic read for me like going forward. Any, anything that they produce going forward. I haven't finished the backlist, but... You're behind on that a little bit, but am, like yeah. I'm glad that you're coming into this, you know, eventually. Yeah, and um, they're really funny, and I just love the writing style. And I don't know, I just, I, I just really enjoyed it. What were the three? Um, on Honeymooners, mm-hmm. and then the, the two in the like true love experiment, and then... They're both soulmate equation. Yeah, soulmate equation. That one, but okay, I loved them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I I've read um, I've read their older stuff. I haven't read a ton of their newer stuff. Uh, Unhoneymooners, obviously, I love. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they're great, solid choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next is a little bit off topic of reading, but what was your favorite movie this year? And I have to be honest, I picked uh four, so. <laughs> Because I I'm a big movie person, and I mm-hmm. also use Letterbox to check my okay yeah to track sorry my movies that I watch, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I have a complete diary of the day I watched it, how many stars wow. I gave it. So I'll let you go first. Okay, um, my favorite movie was Barbie. I loved it. Yeah. I dressed like Barbie for Halloween. I laughed so hard, and it also cried. made me like think. Yeah, I cried, and I just made you think a lot about. I don't know, mis- mis- systemic misogyny and things like that. So, yeah. Um, Barbie was on my list. I love Barbie. I also put Oppenheimer on the list because mm-hmm. a fantastic movie. Um, and then two I just saw in the past month. One is the new Godzilla movie, which is very, oh. very good. Okay. Um, okay. My dad's a huge Godzilla fan, uh, so we see all the new ones. And this one was like – so it was in Japanese, so it was very oh. back to like – the traditional roots of Godzilla where Mm Godzilla is like basically an asshole, not like new friendly American Mm -hmm. Godzilla. And uh, it was just a very heartwarming story. Like it was, it had a lot of depth to it. So is that a sequel to the ones with um, homegirl from? um... No, it's not in the monster verse. It's, it's like a separate entity because it was made in Japan. Um, It, deals with a different form of Godzilla, you know, okay, it's okay. it's different. Uh it was a very well-made movie for sure. And then the other one I just saw the other day with Athena, it's The Boy and the Heron. Uh it's the new oh, that looks so good. movie. Um and it was so funny and if you watch this movie, you have to know that like Hayao Miyazaki is makes very goofy movies and mm-hmm. they're they're meant to be laughed at. They're a little awkward. They're just mm-hmm. fun. 
they're they're definitely fantastical there's a lot of magical realism um and this one was was really good and i can't really say anything about it without spoiling it Mm -hmm. but it's just it basically talks about um like life choices and choosing to be in the real world while you have the choice to be in a fantasy world but choosing the pain Mm. and the the truth of the real world yeah and how you can be strong enough to make it in the real world and you don't have to live in fantasy land um i would rather live in fantasy land but thank you well you should watch the movie and tell me what you think (laughs) um so those are my favorites but a lot of good ones this year Mm. Um, so what was your favorite book that you couldn't stop thinking about? Okay, so this one I obviously picked Fourth Wing. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Because I had to I had to mention Fourth Wing. Um, of course, of course. Even though I'm still working on the sequel, I haven't finished it yet. Um, mm-hmm. I talk about Fourth Wing all the time to customers, to you know, friends, family. I'm always thinking about the story and the plot and... Mm-hmm. So that's that was easily my choice. How about you? Um, I picked two. Um, and uh, the first one is Cloud Cuckoo Land by Anthony Doerr. Doerr. I can never say his last <laughs> name. Um, which is just Doerr. a wild book. Doerr. Doerr. I have no <laughs> and, idea. Um, it's kind of a historical fiction where there are three stories as well as a like – Greek story that's moral story that's being told throughout. And then there's um, in the book, there's a young girl in like 1400s, um, a, a young man in like 2018, and then in the far distant future, then a time period that we don't know. And you're like, how do these stories interject or how do they, how do they relate to each other? Uh, which you find out at the end how and why. Um, but it's like one that I couldn't stop thinking about is like the nature of how humanity loves stories and how they help us um you know what it means to be human by you know listening to these stories so it was just like a really well thought out book really well written beautifully He's written really talented mm-hmm. yes um the second one is paris hilton's memoir that i was figured just that one would be on the list <laughs> i could not stop thinking about it after i read it i was just like like I th- i've thought about it like all year <laughs> like yeah <laughs> Um, it was like shocking and crazy and yeah, I think that it, I think everyone should read it. I got someone to buy that the other day. Um, she was, uh, we were just talking about books for like 15, 20 minutes and mm-hmm. she was like, oh, well she, we were talking about mystery thrillers, but she said, oh yeah, the book that really surprised me was Britney Spears's memoir. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's great. If you like that, you should read Paris's. And she's like, I didn't know she wrote one. I was like, yeah. And she talks about how you know she was playing this character and how everyone assumes that that was her Mm -hmm. and how she's actually a very smart intellectual businesswoman and but like talks about how she was treated throughout that time and basically how much of a girl boss she is and she's like oh okay well i want to read that i was like (laughs) yeah absolutely that's great and you haven't read that right i have not read it yeah okay well, you did a good job. I mean, <laughs> I, I would I would probably read Paris's over Britney's to be honest, because mm-hmm. I I feel like I know kind of more about Britney, so I know what she's gonna say about certain things that happened. Oh no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> yeah, you say that, but then I also got a lot of tidbits on social media that I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Oh about, yeah, like, okay. A lot of good spoilers you know? about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, anyways, okay. So, next question: uh, favorite song or artist of the year? And do you you don't use Spotify, do you? No, I'm an Apple girly, Apple Music okay. girly. Did the, did you get a wrapped or anything? Yeah, um, it was like <laughs> so embarrassing. It's all like. 2010s like it was literally a playlist i played on repeat it was like 2010s music which is like, like carly ray jepsen and yeah just like stuff from like when i was in college you know and like the growing into an adult like you know those like Glory formative days. years this kind of thing so it's just like really <laughs> funny that that's the stuff i just wanted to listen to on repeat however um the favorite song that i played so many times was anti-hero by taylor swift i just like could not stop listening to it i loved it because i'm a basic white girl but I played it on repeat so many times. Um, But my favorite new artist is actually a guy I discovered like a couple weeks ago. His name is Joel Sonny and he's a young kid who covers songs with his violin as well as covers popular songs on the violin. Um, And I first heard him on an Instagram reel and was like super obsessed. I like needed to find him and I finally found him and I was so excited. So I like downloaded everything by him. Nice. What about you? Um, For me... I discovered a new band. I discovered a couple new bands I really liked. And I, I listened to a variety of music, um, but this is more of a like a hard rock band. Um, and they're called Dayseeker. And that's one word. And they just have really cool music that reminds me of what I used to listen to in high school, but maybe not so angsty. Um, and it's just really, really good quality. Um, I think they're underrated for sure. And um, and then my favorite artist or my top artist of the year was the 1975, who I'm a big fan of. Um, I don't really know how to describe them other than they're great and you should listen to them if you haven't. And I feel like their name fits because they kind of sound like it's like 70s or 80s music. You know, it's like it kind of sounds like that era with their guitars and they're like, the way that they process the music, it's, it's very similar. Um, and I like a lot of their songs, but if you had to like ask me, I would probably say she's American is my favorite. Um, so yeah, give that a listen. If you want to listen to my music, (laughs) (laughs) um, this next question is just for Rachel because it does not apply to me, but what was your favorite video game this year? Um, so that's a very good question. Um, the video game I played the most this past year is definitely call of duty mm-hmm. um i played 2800 hours of whoa of cod mm-hmm. um and that is just the the first one because there was a one that came out in november mm-hmm. and i don't know how many hours i have on that one a couple hundred probably do you play with david um or we do you guys do. Are separate we do and we don't so basically we like to play different game modes um so they're very distinct from one another. So occasionally mm-hmm. I'll play his game mode and occasionally he'll play mine. But more often than not, we're just in the same room playing different games and with uh-huh. different groups of friends. Okay. Um, okay. Which might seem odd, but that's kind of how oh, it goes. I think it's sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I would say that's definitely the favorite of the year. Um, I also played um, a lot of Disney Dreamlight Valley like at the very beginning of the year. Is that the um, one where it's like villains? Well, yes, like the main there's character? villains. There's villains, but there's also like princes and princesses. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like a 
Harvest Moon meets Animal Crossing meets like a Disney game. Okay, okay. Um, so, but yeah, really fun, like a secondary discovery of this year. Hmm. That's awesome. Okay, so um, what was your favorite board game you played this year? Okay, so Undefeated for the past five years is a game, a little game called Dominion that Andreas and I play. And um, <laughs> we love it so much that we have 12 expansion packs. Oh my gosh. It brings us a lot of joy. Like for a while, especially in the pandemic, um, we were playing every night and keeping score of like who who won. It's one of those games that you can play with like two people or like five. So um, very fun, just with the two of us. We've, we played it a couple times this week. But yeah, I love it. It's great. It's hard to, it's a hard game to like introduce new people to because there are a lot of rules. But yeah. as long as you just read the cards, like then you know what's going on. So, but it's like a hard one to explain to get new people into, but we're obsessed. It's a card, a deck building game. So, okay. Yeah. That's what I love. What about you? Do you guys play board games? Um, we do. I would say that if you were to ask me like other years, we played more other years than this year. Mm -hmm. Um, some like family favorites are like Yahtzee, Parcheesi. Mm -hmm. Mm Um, we play password. Um, like we did that, um, on Thanksgiving, we played password, you know, like the old Mm -hmm. TV show. I have no Um, idea what you're talking about. (laughs) So it's, it's the TV show where there would be two people and one person has a card with a word on it and you're mm-hmm. trying to get the other person to say that word. And okay. so you're giving hints and you can only okay. give one word hints and okay. then it goes to the other team and then they build off of what you gave your person. So mm-hmm. let's say the password was book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I could say author and you would be like, hmm, book. Or you could say, hmm, write. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it would go to the other team. And so thinking of that, the other team, the guy is not going to say author because I just said that he's going to yeah, yeah. expand on that. He's going to say narrowing it down. Yeah. Like physical or read or mm-hmm. whatever. And so we we played password. Um, but my pick for this prompt was actually code names, which I don't know. if you oh, Love that. Love it. I love code names. Up is my great. Um, basically, two teams of people you're trying to. Uh, build connections uh, between words. If you're the spy master, you mm-hmm. can see all the cards that you're trying to get them to uh, get what correlation you're trying to right mm-hmm. with that. And you have to avoid some cards. You're trying to avoid the other team's cards. Mm-hmm. And it's it's, it's fun. so fun. It's a great like big group game. Yeah. So and you can also play online. So I, I have played online. Oh, also. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um. All right, you next. What's okay, next what is your favorite non-book bookish item that you purchased this year? So um, I would say I did a lot of Kindle reading at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used a um, – it was when it was really cold and my living room gets really drafty. Mm-hmm. And the worst part of reading is that you have to have your arms stick out of the blanket, right? <laughs> and you get yeah. cold. So – um, I got something that clips onto the side of your Kindle oh. and it presses the the screen w- and you hold a remote and you press the button. So it presses the button on the screen to uh, advance the pages. Mm-hmm. So I can literally just have the small, tiny remote in my hand be completely cuddled under the blanket, have my <laughs> Kindle propped on a pillow and just press the button and have it 
basically go through. That's this so was genius. a thing on TikTok. It, it was a big thing when it came uh-huh. out, and now a bunch of people do it. But um, I haven't been reading my Kindle so much, but that was a a clutch purchase at the beginning Ooh, of the year. I like it. I like it. Maybe we should link to it if uh, if anyone else is a Kindle reader. Yeah, sure I, I don't know what it's called, but I think it's just called like Kindle Page Turner or something. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of different brands, but um, how about you? What's your favorite bookish um, item? I, I picked two. I uh, bought a just delightfully high quality tote that says it's not hoarding if it's book. Just really thick, like tote Aww. quality. Um, just really nice canvas bag that I love. And two, um, for a couple of months, I subscribed to the bookish box Caffeine and Legends and I stopped because it was just expensive, but it brought me a lot of joy to get like the unexpected book that I had no idea what it was. And then some cute coffee or tea and then some sort of like book bobble, like bookmarks or just like like keychains related to the book. Um, just Magnet like really cute things. things. Yeah, exactly. Little like trinkets. little trinkets. So that brought me a lot of joy. Um, highly recommend it if you're interested in like if you're – because fairy is it fairy loot that you have to wait – if you want a, a prescription, prescription, <laughs> a subscription there's to it. List for, for yeah, there's a waiting list for Fairy Loot and You have to yeah. wait. I this got in wait list. very early, so. Okay, humble brag. <laughs> um, I got a very beautiful edition of Throne of the Fallen by Carrie Minnescalco. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is like so opposite of how the normal one looks and it has flowers on the on the sprayed edges it's oh, beautiful i love sprayed edges man it's it just so elevates nice. a book um people are starting to do that now mainstream publishers um entangled press really started it with fourth wing mm-hmm. and i think people mm-hmm. saw how popular that was so there's a new book from entangled press coming out in june and mm-hmm. it has um designed sprayed edges they're red ooh, with like ooh thorns and roses and white on the on the spine oh can't wait to see the first print yeah nice okay so what's next um Um, is it me now favorite bookish app okay so i i chose a website for this one Mm -hmm. but for people who like stuff like this you're gonna really love this it's called allreaders.com a-l-l allreaders.com and basically if you go to this website it's going to ask you to pick a a genre this also works for movies but so let's say you go and you click on sci-fi fantasy Mm -hmm. and then it says click on any of the following to select so let's say you want to search by plot or theme so you you click that the primary option so it says animal stories clone coming of age. it's a bunch of like like just a bunch of specific things so Mm -hmm. let's pick Let's say I wanted to do a horror story and then you can pick a secondary option. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say I wanted to do aliens. All right. And then you can select even more super specific stuff, but I'm going to not do that. I'm going to select adult okay. and I'm going to click search. And then based on their like algorithm and it gives this, it's called the coordinator ranking. I don't know what that, what the hell that means, but <laughs> it gives you, um, options for books that fit that based on your criteria and you can get very very specific that's um, cool this for all different genres i would i would say go play with it it's fun but i know this was a good search because on the in the top three options is sphere by michael Crichton, and i love that book mm-hmm. so some other books it gave me are Dreamcatcher by stephen king you know mm-hmm. cujo by stephen king invasion of the body so like it just gives you a ton of options um, based on your responses so nice. if you ever don't know what to read this coming year 
try that out. It's really fun. It's fun to play around with. That's cool. I love that. Yeah. How about you? Um, I'm just going to choose my standard, the Libby app, which I use for all of my audiobooks. And Libby. because I have a library card for three different places, like my options are limitless. I mean, there's a couple I still have to wait on, but um, yeah, that's that's what I'm going with. If you like audiobooks, just put in your library card and voila, you have audiobooks for free. Uh, what is your favorite new hobby this year? Um, so anyone who has seen me in the past couple months will be able to tell you my new hobby. Wedding planning. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm forced to wedding plan. Okay. I'm, I'm forced <laughs> to do it. Uh, yeah. But no, my new favorite hobby is jigsaw puzzles. What? That's yeah. awesome. So I... I was into jigsaw puzzles uh, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and like as a kid, I did them a lot. Yeah. yeah. But uh, a couple years ago, I bought one of those tables that you do it. So I sit on the floor. It folds out. It has little drawers that you sort your pieces with. Mm-hmm. And you do the puzzle on the table. And there's like a mat to cover it. And so it doesn't get dusty. And it, like a couple months ago on a whim, I was like, I just kind of want to do a puzzle. So I, I sit there. I watch TV. And I... David and I are re-watching Gossip Girl. Um, nice. Mm-hmm. And I do my puzzles. And I'm really fast at them. I got like 12 puzzles in the past couple months. Um, oh, that's A variety cool. <laughs> of vintage and new. Um, yeah, but I'm very picky about the puzzles that I do. But um, I've done a bunch of them. So that's my new hobby. Oh, re- cool reigniting my love of puzzles how about you any any new hobby okay, so i picked up an, an old hobby and um so i don't know if you remember but i think i told on the said on the podcast that and since march i've been gluten-free um it was something my nutritionist had recommended and i basically feel no different um so i decided to compromise and um i think i mentioned that like i'm before i, I mill my own grain to make my own bread and i decided that I am going to the compromises outside of my home where I know I can't get the freshly milled grain. I will be gluten free, but in my house uh, where I mill my own grain, I will be gluten full. And um, so I started <laughs> doing sourdough again, and Yay. also just making all the bread. So like, I've made several sourdough loaves. I've made hamburger buns, English muffins, like all the bread. So I'm I back into bread loaf. baking. Sounds good. It's really good. It's it's a lot of work, but it's it's pretty good. Um, but Do you have a sourdough starter? Of course. Yeah, it's in my fridge. Mm-hmm. How old is it? Is it from the 1800s? Oh, gosh, no. No, I got it from my mom, and I think she got it from a coworker. So I have no idea. It's probably only like a couple months old. I don't know. <laughs> it's a baby. It's a baby. Well, I, mean, I should name it. I, I named some of my old sourdoughs. Yeah, starters, Frederick. But Frederick, yes. Um, this is the last one. And it's favorite new food item. And I only picked this one because um, I'm really excited about the one I I picked. But what's your new favorite food item? So this one is like not new culturally. Like I'm very behind on the times. But I started drinking a lot of boba tea this Mm -hmm. year. Um, Mm -hmm. I was very scared to try it because I didn't think I would like it. And then Mackenzie and Athena and I would go to this ramen boba place nearby and they would always get it. And I was like, I'll try it. And I was like, wait, this is actually delicious. So I get the brown sugar boba milk tea. Yeah. And it's very delicious. So I'm craving one right now. But 
that's probably my favorite new food item. And what what's the one you're so excited to talk okay. about? So I was in Whole Foods and looking like in the peanut butter section. And, you know, I looked a little bit lower and they had like their hazelnut stuff. So like Nutella, that kind of thing. But I found one that was called Artisan Organics Hazelnut Cacao Spread. And it's my favorite new item that I bought this year. Uh, it's like if Nutella was healthier and tasted better and was like more expensive. <laughs> and so it's like $12 a jar, but like I taste it and it changed my life. Like I would get a scoop of that and I ate it every day until it was gone. But literally like you guys have got to try Artisan Organics Hazelnut Cacao Spread, which is different from Cocoa Spread. It's cacao. So it's like... It's Fancy. less refined. And $12. It's, it's less refined and it tastes better. So. Is it a big jar? No, it's like the same size as like a Nutella jar. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is crazy expensive. But if you like chocolate and hazelnut, it'll change your life. And if, hey, if you don't I like do. those things, it might change your life. <laughs> <laughs> Go try all of our favorite things, including this artisan organic... Hazelnut cacao spread. Cacao spread, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> It took me a second to get all those adjectives. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening this week as we talked about our favorite things. Um, Next next week is going to be our recap of the year and looking forward to next year. So join us for the last episode of this year of 2023 um, next week. But thank you guys so much for listening. Let us know your favorite things. I'd love to hear. Um, Any closing thoughts, Rach? Um, I have to try the artisan organic. Yes, like a cow spread. <laughs> exactly. Have a good day, guys. Yeah. Oh, and Merry Christmas if you celebrate. If not, have a great day. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Your Bookstore Besties. Please like, share, and subscribe so more people can listen. Have a beautifully bookish day.